Kentucky and Rupp Arena tonight, 6 o'clock our time. They'll tip Kentucky and Vanderbilt. The man who will be calling the game for Vandy basketball, Kevin Ingram, joins us. Kevin, what's going on? Not a lot. Uh, boy, I had not heard that about Xavier Wheeler. Xavier uh, Wheeler is also injured, but, uh, but uh, Zakai Ziegler, I should say, uh, being out for the season. I uh, knew he was hurt last night. They had feared the worst. Man, all, all the best to that guy. Uh, you know, really good player, and, and seems like a good dude, and I know his family's been through a lot. So uh, speedy recovery to the guy for sure. Kevin, I used the whole first segment to say I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm just someone who has sucky knees, and my knees have always sucked. And so I've had lots of knee injuries, and I was just giving my honest assessment. When I saw it last night, I was like, oh, crap, ACL. Yeah. It's, yeah. It stinks. That's a big – that's a big – because that guy is their floor general, right? That's a big for sure. loss for oh, them. Yeah. Big loss for them. Nice rebound for Vanderbilt after the shocking loss to LSU. I mean, I, I have to be honest. I I really felt like we were going to be talking about a team that had won seven in a row as we sit here and talk to you going into this Kentucky game. That didn't happen. Uh, but nice rebound at home Saturday night against Florida. Yeah, it really was, Darren. They, they played well, uh, 188 to 72. And. You know, made some threes, made some timely threes down the stretch. Liam Robbins hit the one over Chitobo, and then Trey Thomas made a big one coming off the screen, and those were shots that really put the game out of reach. But Vanderbilt played good defense, and they had good balance in terms of scoring. They had six guys in double figures. We saw uh, saw Miles Studi hit three threes. That, that had uh, been something that had been a little bit of a struggle for him. A guy who's a really good shooter, right around 40% from three for the season. So, yeah, there are a lot of good things coming out of that one. I uh, rebounded Florida 42-31, had 13 offensive boards and good on second chance points. So, yeah, that one uh, felt like a nice bounce back. And so one thing this team's done really well this season is when things have gone wrong, they've been pretty resilient about turning it around, and they were able to do that after a tough one at LSU a week ago. Yeah, and you know, it's it's pretty amazing. The turnaround came from virtually an impossible stretch, right? A stretch of three games, Kentucky at A&M at Alabama, right? That, that's... That's three games in a row that most teams in the country drop two of three, right? If not all three. I mean, that is... yeah, there were there was a stretch there where they played about four or five games, and like four of the teams were ranked, and the other one was Kentucky. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, they had a, it was a really tough stretch in January. So we saw Alabama twice, and you know we've seen Tennessee twice. This will be Kentucky twice, off Florida and South Carolina two times each. So uh, you know it's. January was really difficult, but then Vanderbilt played really well in February. You only lost one game the entire month, and that was one at LSU last week. When, and K.J. Williams just went nuts in that game. He's a terrific player. I'd seen him play a lot at Murray State, and uh, he had, just had a big night. It was one of those games where he just hit everything he threw up there and scored 35, and uh, a little bit of foul difficulty with Ezra Magnon in the first half uh, was, was costly for Vanderbilt. But, yeah, they, uh, they turned it around, and uh, this team really has been playing some very good basketball over this stretch of the last month. And now you got two games to go here at Kentucky tonight and then playing at Mississippi State on Saturday and head into the SEC tournament after that. I'll tell you what's, what jumps out to me, Kevin. Vanderbilt has had to play Tennessee twice, Alabama twice, and they're about to play Kentucky twice in the same season. Uh, the schedule did not do them any favors. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, now mm-hmm. the the Kentucky and Tennessee part of this—that's every year. You know, you have to play yeah. twi- 
twice. And, and, and Florida's the other one for Vanderbilt. You would play all three of those teams twice every season. But, yeah, it was, it was a nice uh, present from the SEC that the scheduling <laughs> fell to where this was the year that you play an Alabama team that's been ranked in the top five all season. You play those guys twice. And <laughs> that's, a, that's a tall order no matter uh, no matter who you are. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's been a tough schedule, but uh, it, it felt like it – Gave you an opportunity for some wins in February and just won some big home games, won some close ones. But Buster beat her against Tennessee and beat Auburn right at the end as well. And those are really nice wins. They've been able to end some streaks against teams they hadn't beaten in, in years. Um, when you think about uh, the streak they ended against Tennessee and the same thing for Auburn and the same thing against Florida and kind of hoping to do the same tonight here in Lexington. Yeah, that sounds like a, a present from the movie Caddyshack in the pool. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> right, right, uh, exactly. You drain the pool. <laughs> As we're about to close the book on this regular season before everybody heads to Nashville for the SEC men's basketball tournament, uh, you know, I've had this thought here for a, a bit now. I feel like if you can morph two teams and really have a, a team that could vie for a national championship, I feel like if you could if you could merge Vandy's offense with Tennessee's defense, you might have a perfect <laughs> team in the country. Yeah, yeah, well, it would really be a heck of a squad win. And I said the same thing about Tennessee and Alabama back earlier in the season, where you know if you, if Alabama and Tennessee can make a trade for a couple of guys, you could probably have two teams that could go to the Final Four. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think I think if you could merge uh, merge those two squads you're talking about, that that might be a, a heck of a squad that you could uh, go a long way in the tournament with. But I think for this Vanderbilt team, as much as everybody's seen the offense, the defense has really been pretty good too. And uh, Ezra Mignon is such a good on-ball defender. And Liam Robbins has racked up. 14 block shots over the last two games. Even in the loss at LSU, he had a almost triple-double in that game with nine blocks, which was the highest or matched the highest anybody in college basketball has had this season. So he, he's been awesome on both ends, whether it's scoring or shooting threes or on the other end, blocking shots and, and preventing baskets without fouling. He's done a great job. And i got to think when the all-conference teams are announced next week, you're going to see Liam Robbins and Ezra Mignon in the mix there somewhere because they, they have both been outstanding during SEC play. As you know, Kevin, this is a, a tough place to play, even if it's maybe a Kentucky team not ranked in the top five or top ten. It's still a tough place to play, as Auburn found out over the weekend. They got annihilated by John Calipari and the Wildcats. They've put together four wins in a row, and this one's going to be tough, right? I mean, this this Kentucky team has been up and down all season, but I don't know. Maybe they're starting to get right. Uh, you're starting to get more production out of you know they. They, it felt like coming into the season, it had to be Shebway to give them everything, and I think they're now learning they can get production elsewhere. What challenges does this Kentucky team present for Vanderbilt tonight? Yeah, I think for this Kentucky team, you know, you look over the last four or five games, they have five players averaging double figures, and they're also way over in, in rebounding margin at plus 12 and shooting almost 40% from three. Uh, they, they found combinations that work, and I, I just – I thought all along they had talented guys just maybe figuring out how to make it all work together. I really like Antonio Reeves, uh, the Illinois State transfer. In the game in Nashville when Vanderbilt played, he came in off the bench and really gave him a spark. And, and now he's moved into the starting lineup and is playing well there. And you look at the game against Auburn the other day, had 21 points at four threes. And you look at plus-minus in that game, he was plus 40. Uh, you have guys, Cason Wallace was plus 42. Sheboy was plus 36. He had Toppin at plus 37. So, they're getting a lot of good production. I, I, Toppin's another guy who's a good player, 13 points and 12 rebounds and had five assists in that game against Auburn. So they feel like, it feels like for them they got things clicking a little, and Chris Livingston, the freshman, played well. And 
Um, you know, all that to go with Shibway. And you've had guys injured. Wheeler's been out. He continues to be out. I think he has some sort of a medical procedure that's going to keep him out for a while longer to go with the ankle injury. And C.J. Frederick, who's a really good shooter, but uh, he's been limited by injuries too. But it seems like John Calipari has found that combination that works, and they've reeled off four wins in a row, and all of a sudden they're right here with a chance to, uh, to clinch a three-seed in the SEC. So, well, like Vanderbilt, we talked about the Commodores playing their best basketball at the right time. It feels like Kentucky's doing the same thing. Kevin, I have been to a lot of places, done a lot of cool things. I have never been to Rump Arena in Lexington. Um, and yeah, actually, I've never been to Lexington, period. So, no, I have not been to Rump Arena, certainly. Uh, talk to me about how special of a place it, it really is, or is it really more mystique than actual magic that is up there? Uh, yeah, Justin, I, I think a lot of times good teams make good arenas, and, and Kentucky's had good teams for years and years. It, it's a really cool place, and especially, and, and Darren can attest to this, uh, you grow up in Kentucky, and it, it's a really big deal to, to go to a game there and certainly to call a game there. Uh, this will be the third time I've done done a game. I did one with uh, Belmont, and this will be two with Vanderbilt, and I have been to lots of games there, covered games there, I've been to the state tournament. I, I tell you what, I think the best thing I ever saw at Rupp Arena, though, and I was thinking about this earlier, because I was looking at around where we sat. 30 years ago, I saw a Metallica show at Rupp Arena when, when the Black <laughs> Album was out, and I, that might be the best thing I've seen of any of it, basketball or otherwise, at Rupp Arena. Um, nice. I mean, we were we were down really low, and like James Hetfield was just like right there. It was super cool. I'm I'm totally getting off topic here. Um, <laughs> you just went back. A, no. you just geeked out, didn't you? That yeah, was that was pretty I, I funny. Did, man. Probably seen so, some so future Hall of Famers there, and no, no, Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> That's what jumps out. <laughs> I was just texting with my buddy. I went to that show with earlier, and uh, we, we were talking about how. Some some friend of his we rode up with, and this dude had like this old like Trans Am or something, and so, and the dude drove like a hundred miles an hour up sixty five in the Bluegrass Parkway from Bowling Green to Lexington. I, I didn't even think we we're gonna survive to even be there for the show, but uh, yeah, we made it. It was, it was pretty awesome. Man, trip, you so. certainly just stereotyped that Man. that trip right there. We jumped in the Trans, the Trans Am, Am and <laughs> headed to Lexington to see a Metallica the Trans show Am thirty years ago. <laughs> This, I mean, I don't know if that's a glimpse, in, glimpse inside my life, but it, it probably is. Did, did you did you pass the A team and Night Rider on the way there? <laughs> I think they were out in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. Face and, face and the boys are sitting there in the row above us. <laughs> let me uh, let me ask you about. And now I'm all thrown off topic here. All right, let me get back to what I was trying to ask you about, uh, and that is, you know, the people, folks like you, Kevin, you have the opportunity to travel. You have seen a lot of venues, a lot of places, a lot of things, and that's why I wanted to ask you about Rump Arena and mm-hmm. your whole experience there. But as someone who has been around sports for a long time, but not done the SEC circuit like you have, what is the bigger deal to the community, Kevin? Alabama football, Kentucky basketball. It's really close, Justin. Uh, you know, both are, are legendary programs in their own right. You know, I think the thing here in Kentucky, basketball is such a big deal, especially college basketball and, and high school basketball, too, for that matter. You know, they played the state tournament at Rupp Arena uh, most years, and that, that's really a cool thing. You, you go in there on a Thursday afternoon, there's 15,000 people watching a high school basketball game. That's really something. Do they still uh, do the but, Sweet 16? Is that what you – they still yeah, do that? absolutely. Oh, yeah. They, wow. they still have, like, this, this single-class tournament. You know, there's Man. not, like – you know, one A or two A or any of that. Everybody plays for the same uh, state championship, and it it's really special. That, that's a great event. Hmm. Um, but yeah, to to go to Rupp, I always say, 
if you go to an, some average non-conference game on a, on a Tuesday night in November or December, it's not really cranked up. But if you come to Rupp Arena for a really big game and, uh, you know, say a big conference game or, or something like that, it, it's one of the greatest places there is to watch basketball because the, you know, the fans are really into it. And they put the students down behind the goal in, the, in recent years on that one end. And, and I think about when I was in there earlier, some of the games that I've been to, in 1994, we drove through a big snowstorm, not in a Trans Am, but uh, we, we went up and saw Kentucky play. We saw Kentucky play the Arkansas team that won the national championship that year. You know, the, the 40 minutes of hell and all that stuff uh, with, with Corliss Williamson and Scotty Thurman and Corey Beck and all those dudes. And, but both those teams were ranked in the top five, and it was, it was, I mean, they just blew the lid off that place. And I'm seeing him play Louisville up here, too. And, and, and Darren, you've been to lots of games here. It's just, for a, for a big game, it's really hard to match. And you know, as, if, I, if I think about the places that I've been that I thought were the biggest deal, um, I put Rupp on that list. I always say Allen Fieldhouse at Kansas is probably the best place I've seen a game. Uh, I've done a game at Duke. I've done a game at North Carolina. I've done one at Poly Pavilion uh, at UCLA. I've been to, to Hinkle Fieldhouse. Um, th- those are some of the ones, maybe outside the SEC anyway, that, that really stand out. But, yeah, Rupp Arena's right up there when it comes to uh, college basketball atmospheres and tradition and all those things i've been thinking a lot about honestly just here recently about rupp arena and and i don't get back there much in fact i'll tell you the the last game i was at this is sad but this is how little i get back there i saw kentucky and tennessee when bruce pearl was the head coach at tennessee that was the last time i was in rupp (laughs) arena but the reason i've been thinking about it is because here lately on nights when there's really nothing going on I've been watching Southern Hoops. I don't know if you guys have been watching oh, yeah. that yeah, I've on it. SEC yeah, Network. SEC Network, yeah. Man, the 80s, great job. the 80s and the early 90s for SEC basketball was just ridiculous. right? Well, actually, 70s, 80s, early 90s, you know, the Dominique Wilkins and Charles Barkley, and mm. it was just on on the Kentucky teams. It was just – and so I saw all those teams, and so I've been really thinking back of my childhood growing up in there going to games and seeing all those teams and players that I've been watching on Southern Hoops. It's a great show. I've really enjoyed watching a lot of that, too. And I've said, I've thought for a long time that the 90s was maybe the best basketball era ever for college hoops. When you think about it, not just in the SEC, but can you think about how it started out with those two great UNLV teams, the one that blew out Duke in 90 and the one that got beat by Duke in 91 that was probably the better of the two teams. And then you had... Duke's dynasty, and you had the Arkansas championship, and then a runner-up, and then you had Kentucky coming within an overtime of three straight national titles, and then you had UConn sort of coming on the scene at the end of the decade. I mean, there were so many great players and great teams during that time, and uh, one of the ones I, I get a kick out of, I watched one the, the one the other night about uh, the 90s, like you were talking about, and they show that Mississippi State team that yep. made it to the Final Four in 96, and you know, they had beaten Kentucky in the uh, SEC championship game uh, that year. And and one of the star players of Dante, Dante Jones, Jones from, yep. from Nashville. Yep. And uh, you know my Boy. wife grew up with him and uh, like went to elementary school with Dante Jones and it was it was pretty cool for her to sit and watch that and you know see him and, and remember those teams again. But and that was a really good Mississippi State team that made it a long way. Yes, it was. Um, you know you the know, those, one those I just are, watched, the LSU team, Kevin. Yeah, if you remember, LSU had lost to Kentucky three times. That year, mm-hmm. they lost to him twice in the regular season, lost to him in the SEC tournament, and had to play him in the NCAA tournament to go to the Final Four. They had to beat him four times 
and, and they and lost. Ricky Blanton, yeah, Ricky Ricky Blanton, Blanton made that yes. layup at the end. Yes. And, and, you know, they didn't show the last play because James Blackman shot one from about midcourt. They would have tied. It almost went in, and LSU won by two points. And, and the part about that, too, that I don't even know that they mentioned was that Kentucky actually beat Alabama four times just to get to that point. That's they correct. They beat Alabama in the previous game. Yep. And, and, and I, I'd hate to be that guy, but there was actually a, an error on that when they were talking about that. They said Auburn. It was actually Alabama uh, that, that was in that regional two there at the Omni in Atlantic. So Kentucky beat them in the previous game for the fourth time and then played LSU for the fourth time and, and lost. Uh, that was the first year that Eddie Sutton was a coach. Kevin, I can't let you go without <clears throat> asking you about the uh... – the Vanderbilt, the one Vanderbilt player at the Combine right now, uh, Anthony uh, Orgy that is up there, and he's a linebacker. Of course, I'm thinking about other linebackers from Vandy who've gone on to have nice NFL careers, including the likes of uh, Hunter Hillemeyer and you know, Jamie Winborn and Zach Cunningham. He's got a, a real chance to be that next guy, perhaps. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, he really had a nice career for Vanderbilt, and uh, Anthony you know, he and his brother were both part of the program They're from Texas. The, the thing I liked about him was his ability to go sideline to sideline. I mean, he could really move around. He just made a million tackles. He was one of those guys that's just a, a tackling machine at that spot. But I think he has a real chance, you know, to go up there and impress some people and, and then have a chance to go to a camp and, and see if he can make a team. I'm sure probably get drafted. I'm, I'm not Mel Kuyper, but I, I got to think he'll get drafted somewhere. But, yeah, he had, a, he had a terrific career for Vanderbilt. And uh, looking forward to seeing what's ahead for him uh, as he goes and, and plays in the pros. Kevin, enjoy it tonight. Um, it's going to be a fun one. I, I'm really intrigued by this game. Thanks for doing this. We'll talk soon. Hey, anytime. Yeah, it should be a fun matchup. We'll have pregame at 530 Central and uh, – Tip off a little bit after 6 o'clock, so it should be fun to see uh, Liam and, and our guys and Ezra against uh, Sheboy and that Kentucky crew. It'll be a, a cranked-up atmosphere, I'm sure, in there tonight. No doubt about it. Kevin Ingram on the call tonight. Vanderbilt and Kentucky battling in Rupp Arena. We'll come